Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. The European Central Bank is facing a tough decision in its fight to bring down inflation. When do they stop raising interest rates? Claire Lombardelli is chief economist at the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, and she says gauging the impact of tightening is getting more difficult. She spoke with Bloomberg's Caroline Conan on the sidelines of the Aix-en-Provence Economic Conference. Obviously, you live in France now as the OECD chief economist, and you've um, seen all these riots recently. Uh, even though the economic impact is very limited, do you think it's actually having an impact on the image of France as a financial center, as a business center? Because everybody's saying France is a new place to be post-Brexit. Is this changing things? I don't think it's changing people's overall image of France. And certainly, uh, you know... Overall, people think about long-term issues when they're thinking about the image of their country, and I don't think it's overall changing the uh, the view. What I would also say is lots of countries are dealing with the same sorts of issues, and actually issues around cost of living, um, around you know sense of, of inequality, the sense of is the is the economic system working for everyone is an issue that lots of countries are dealing with at the moment. It's not just in France. Let's talk more about the economy now. Um, obviously, uh, we still have high inflation, uh, especially in Europe. Uh, we still have interest rate increases. Uh, we spoke earlier with the French finance minister who was kind of telling us, well, inflation is not slowing down, so it's kind of time for monetary policy to kind of calm down. Do you agree with that, at least for Europe? I think Europe's facing a really difficult challenge on inflation. And while headline inflation in some countries is, is coming down, actually we're seeing a lot of uh, strength in core inflation. And that means there does remain a concern about inflation. In our recent economic outlook, we said that monetary policy is going to have to remain tight for a period of time until we see those underlying drivers come down. Uh, it's really, um, it's unpopular, you know, tightening monetary policy, but it is necessary to squeeze inflation out of the system because it's really hurting. It's really difficult for people to deal with inflation. So when should, when should it be over? In September, later, by the end of the year? I don't think you can put a date on when uh, when we can expect the monetary tightening to end. It depends very much on what we see in the data, particularly the drivers of core inflation. Like I say, once you begin to see a sense that that is sustainably lowering, then I think we can move on to think about think about uh, you know move beyond the monetary tightening period. But at the moment, the focus has to be on on getting that core inflation out of the system. Can you actually quantify how much this tightening is hurting growth? Yeah, I mean, you can see it's having an impact on, on growth and we're beginning to see uh, the tightening in financial conditions affecting businesses and affecting people. I mean, one of the challenges at the moment that central banks having to deal with is assessing quite how much that impact is on growth and when that impact is coming. And so you have to look at a whole range of indicators to try and uh, get, a, get a view of what overall is happening. Do you think the markets are misunderstanding the delay between uh, monetary policy and the transmission of monetary policy to the real economy? And, and in that case, should we expect a recession later, like into next year? I don't think they're misunderstanding it. I think it's very uncertain. At the moment, the transition of monetary, the transition of monetary policy 
is very uncertain. It's quite difficult to judge the impact from when the maximum point of those impacts is going to be. We've seen quite a lot of changes in, for example, the proportion of people on fixed rate mortgages since the last time we had monetary tightening. So really, it's quite hard to judge this issue, which is why it's very difficult for central banks to judge when the turning point will be. Uh, last month, in your last forecast, you uh, were forecasting a sluggish global growth with inflation persisting above historical norms, major risks on the downside. Uh, since then, have any of those risks either eased or become worse? We've not seen it. I mean, it's quite recent, our forecast. It's only a few weeks ago. I mean, since then, the data has been slightly stronger, by which I mean inflation, some data has shown inflation seems to be a little bit more consistent and equally labor markets are a little bit stronger than we might have expected. Um, so, but we wouldn't fundamentally change our outlook at this point based on that new data, nor would we change our policy advice to countries and the importance of, of keeping monetary policy tight. Do you think it's taking longer for monetary policy to take effect than previous cycles? Possibly, because like I say, in, in, um, particularly in the mortgage market, we've seen a shift with more and more people having fixed rate mortgages, which means that uh, the feed through has been less quick in terms of household balance sheets. One of the things we have seen, though, is a tightening of credit conditions alongside the tightening of monetary policy. And actually, this time, that's been faster than in other tightening cycles. So really, you've got effects moving in both directions, but it's possible. Obviously, there's a, uh, also the discussion about the uh, fiscal policy. What do you think is going to be the impact of the fiscal policy in the Eurozone over the next 12 months? Uh, and, and do you think this fiscal policy used to fight inflation is also having an impact? Yeah, we're going to see fiscal policy tighten a bit, particularly as uh, countries move beyond the crisis and withdraw some of the support that's been put in place to help people through the energy the energy crisis. I mean, we think that's very much the right thing to do. Countries now need to be thinking, you know, the widespread support that was put in place isn't needed. Support needs to be much more targeted on those that are struggling most with inflation. Obviously, that means that will, you know, reduce demand in the economy uh, a little. Um, but uh, But it's important that fiscal policy and monetary policy are working coherently. What do you think? Are there any long-term consequences of the, this new use of fiscal policy? I mean, countries have got used to using fiscal policy a lot more in recent years. Um, and some of that was completely necessary, for example, in the pandemic to prevent some of the long-term uh, damage that that would have caused if people hadn't been supported. It's now, now is the time to, to withdraw it. And I think if it was to stay in place for too long, then you would see long-term consequences through inflation. That's Claire Lombardelli, chief economist at the OECD, speaking with Bloomberg's Caroline Conan at the Aix-en-Provence Economic Conference. For more interviews like this, subscribe to the Bloomberg Talks podcast available on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.